The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. And welcome once again to a Came From the Radio, the official Deepak Alpacon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me in the GHR studio. We have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saldino. How's everybody doing? We have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Manchurano. Hola, mi amigos. And from the <laughs> GHR, we have uh, Zambo the Engineer. Hello. Uh, today's uh, show, we're going to be talking to with and about our guest, uh, who's going to be calling in in just a few seconds. Um, it is uh, from, uh, ha-ha, it is from <laughs> the Palcon. Every time. It's uh, Salvatore Lomerico. He's going to be calling in in literally just a few minutes. Salvatore! Um, he's going to be talking about his yeah. convention, which is awesome. Awesome? Awesome? Awesome. You made a mistake. Stop, stop making that's, up that's weird Popeye. words, Mark. That's Popeye. Yes. Austin Powers. Um, so we're going to do the news after he calls in. We're going to do all that stuff afterwards, but we'll do the pre-show uh Getting to know you. So um, the show is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Conda, which we are the official radio show. Uh, celebrating over 24 years of pop cultureness and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Uh, the next convention will be on April 4th and 5th of this year, which is 2020. And their headliners are none other than original Green Ranger, uh, Jason David Frank. Tommy. And they're going to have a legendary artist and um, one of the head honchos at DC Comics, Jim Lee. So, uh, oh, my God, not Jim Lee. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be an awesome, where is it? It's going to be an awesome uh, con, and we will be there. I think Neil Adams will surprise you. And it's in the motherland, Brooklyn. No, that's this is the Big that's Apple the Con. Pal- oh, I thought Big you were talking con, about the Pal Con. the official radio yeah, show. Yeah, because I don't listen to you. Yeah, because yeah, all right, April. It's okay. The Pal Con is going to be this, is is this uh, at the end of uh, January. Yeah. At the... Um, January. Uh, was it the Brooklyn Expo, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Expo, Expo Center. Center? Yes. Brooklyn. So he's going to be telling all. He's going to be talking all about that because they're also going to be some Power Rangers there, which is yeah. the, the connection. I know there, you're Charlie. all excited. I see it. Um, and we're going to do our shoutouts for our Patreons, of which there are <coughs> Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday Famous, Dresden Media, Unjikun. And Shadow Rabbit Art. <laughs> best best guy we got on this thing. Also, we have to give a special non-Patreon shoutout. So it's a, a Patreon shout-out to Greg Iosa. Nice. All right. I change that. There we go. All right, so while well, he'll be calling <laughs> in in just a few seconds, so let's see what we can do. So who's calling in? Salvatore Lomerico from the Palcon will be calling in. He's the head of the Which is Palcon. in the Brooklynina. Yes, it's in Brooklynina. <laughs> Nice. Um, so let's see. What, how much how much time we have? We have literally less than five minutes to go. So this All is right. going to be. Let's nice. see. Let's see how much of the news I can get through. Um, <coughs> we know it really good. What? If you turn Wait, the, timer. the timer. Oh yeah. Oh timer. no. That's all right. I know where we're at. I don't know where we're at. That's we're <laughs> literally about three minutes and thirty seconds in. All right. So we're fine. All right. There you go. So adjust, adjust, and start. I, I will adjust <laughs> for ne- for necessary use. Yes. Um. Actually, you know what we can do? We can what? take out. What can we do? We take a break. We didn't even get started. Oh, they, wow! Well, this union world. No, because that way he'll call in and we'll be ready to go. Sure. When he calls in, because he's he's supposed well, to call in. Well, it was nice like talking a, to you. Like we're a, on like a break. A hard, a yeah. hard call in. So that's why we're going to make our life. I love the unions. You know, like start work at nine, break at ten. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> go back to work an hour later. Take a take a lunch break at ten. Or, or in this case, uh, yeah. work at nine, break nine fifteen. Exactly. All right. So that's what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to take our break. Right now, I want to get unionized because, because you know, if we started at three, we have been awesome. Union label. So, but despite you know the universe, this is what we're gonna do. So we're gonna take a break, and then we'll have our guest. In, in nice theory, talking to you. In theory, we'll be right back. Theoretically, we came from the radio. TikTok. This is the amazing question, and you're listening to it came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. 
For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, I'm Christy, and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me. Give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, lion command it. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Kenny, the voice of lion on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio. The show of the host, Mark Torres, speaking along with uh, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino, yeah. Dominic Definition Man, Serrano, mm-hmm. and Zemo, the engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the break, we were actually mentioning... Um, what what I was talking about because we have uh, one of our drops that we have for our show is Larry Kenny, the original voice of Lionel from Thundercats, and I was asking the group if you guys saw Thundercats Roar, because it is the new version of the show, and it's like a parody of itself. They're drawn like bubbly and, and yeah. kind of like Steven University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're all like happy go lucky and stuff. The the yeah. internet seems to 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 almost universally hate it. Yeah, I thought it was funny. A couple of people. Content ain't that bad, but the art style is an immediate turnoff for me because that's the style that CalArts is just pushing out like clockwork as of late. They're returning, you know, they they basically went through the entire first two episodes of the original series with musical cues and everything in it, and they just made fun of it. So it's like, it's weird that it's an official Hmm. release of the Thundercats, but Mm -hmm. it's really funny because they just make jokes out of everything. So yeah. I'm like, who's who's the target audience for? Because if it's for the fans of the original series, no. they're not going to like it because one. the animation was terrible. Yeah. And they're just making fun of the original uh, source material. But yeah, then I like that. it can't be for, for the young kids because the references are, are, too old. are very hard on of the original series. So there was that other Thundercats series. The that other came Thundercats, the they, they series, took really seriously. The serious that was really one, nice. Which but apparently it, was very good, but no one watched. Right. Which I actually want to look. I think and watch they now. probably shoved it into a bad time slot because well, they thought probably. it wasn't going to do well. Part, like part, of the, part of the problem for that series, much like the He-Man series, mm-hmm. that when they brought it back and made it all serious, is that that was good too. At exactly at the point in time, it was on cable, and the target audience was busy watching anime uh, bootleggedly. Mm. So their attention was on YouTube and other streaming services where at the time there were no streaming services for that content. You had to watch it on TV at the right. time. So the audience just wasn't there. The so it, was ahead, it was ahead of its time for its time. For Correct. The yeah. okay. and, and you know what proves it out that it was ahead of its time, both Masters of the Universe and the um, rebooted, revamped mm-hmm. uh, Thundercats, is that the Voltron series exactly that came to Netflix did so well. Yeah. Exactly. Like if, if Netflix gets those two other I feel uh, like cartoons, I'm sure they so would do the, very well. They, they got the I He-Man. I hope that they do. They do. They got the He-Man written by, by Kevin Smith and he mm-hmm. says that he's going to continue the original series. So it's not even going to be like a reboot like She-Ra. It's actually going to and She-Ra was good. be a continuation I of the series. She-Ra. And that was a little eh. it, it It had its moments, oh, but yeah. the She-Ra is not like the original. But I like no, Netflix no, no, no. to what it is, it was good. get, or Amazon, whoever, one of the streaming services to get that Masters of the Universe serious well, one and have that up so I could watch it again. Yes, that would be Agreed. nice to see. That was really good. I also love that they instantly addressed in that show... Uh, a clear problem of Ma- of He Man was like, well, that's just Prince Adam with the tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, not. <laughs> he's got the exact same sword and everything. Like, you know, whereas, Nobody, well, it's the Superman with the glasses. You can't tell. Uh, well, listen, man, the glasses <laughs> thing can actually throw someone off a little bit. I can't, I, I can't deny. You ever see like Zoe well, Deschanel when she does yes, have bangs and glasses? Yes, yes yep. she you don't recognize her. Yeah. So that's a plausible thing. Yeah, uh, I just liked in that that like. Episode one, like no, Adam's a kid. The sword doesn't even look the same. The sword changes. Right. He changes. Like, yes. oh well, of course no one would figure that out. Yes, but you know, it's a uh, the suspension of disbelief. It's that line. Matter of fact, since uh, we're you waiting cannot for dis- you can't talk go. about the suspension Ooh. of disbelief. I was gonna get into the whole line, but we're good. Is our guest? All right, is our guest? Here we go. Salvatore, hello. How are you, Mark? There we go. 
That is uh, Zambo, the engineer you just spoke to. Hello. This is me, Mark Torres. We got a senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. How you doing, Sal? How's it going? How are you? And we have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Defamation Man Sperano. Buongiorno, Sal. There we go. So, Sal Vitor, Le Medico from the Palcon. Yes, sir. All right. So let's let's. I know you all have a very limited uh, window of uh, time to talk. So let's get right to it. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Palcon and how it came to be? So Palcon came to be uh, about a year ago. Uh, I'm an artist myself and doing all the cons across New York and some outside of New York, and just kind of realizing that a lot of these cons really don't favor any of the artists or. A lot of the vendors, they just kind of see them as money makers and as opposed to people in some, some cases. So in that kind of spawned Palcon in my mind where it was a show for the artists, for the people, for the vendors. It's weird how that's a, a, a we have a lot of uh, show organizers on our on our show and a lot of them always have the same things to say that the the bigger conventions like the huge conventions no names mentioned um, treat them like like cannon fodder and it and they try to give more of a um, a realistic feel to all the other people that as the foundation of the comic industry. Um, at what point did you realize, hey, I'm going to do this myself as opposed to waiting for somebody else to do it? Well, I've been doing the shows, like I said, for almost 10 years and um, as an artist and just, you know, recently realizing like that a lot of these, a lot of, like I said, a lot of these shows, they don't really see artists as artists. They just see them more as tables and spaces and spots and, and dollar signs as opposed to people. Um, so really that's when I realized it was just, when I realized that I'm a table or I'm a number as opposed to a person and the people at the show because you know let's face it you know table the uh the artists and the vendors they're they make the show they there would be no show without them so they're the reason there's a show so basically so as you were as you were guest uh on uh, on the conventions you were sitting there and you were saying wow if i i did one i would make it a lot better and here you go you did yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to make it better. I, I mean, I'm hoping that I, I do and that I will. But um, and the but the reality is, it's a, it's a tough job. It's hard. But um, I'm, I think I'm trying my best to make it so that um, so that the uh, uh, so that the con is is geared more for the uh, the vendors and the artists, and that they have the best opportunity to be successful right well you have a good venue for it that uh place looks very spacious and uh looks like it's a lot of room yeah it's uh it's the second largest venue in brooklyn outside of the uh the barclay center yeah so that's definitely an a plus yeah. um but yeah it's sixty thousand square feet it, you know it definitely holds some credence so that uh you know the sh for the show itself so that uh attendees kind of realize that this isn't just some Joe Schmo show and it's not just a come by night show either. You know, this is their second year and we're taking over one of the biggest spaces in New York. And, you know, we're, what we're hoping for is that uh, attendees and, and fans see that and that they come to the show and they uh, kind of take in part in this event and hopefully, you know, it benefits everybody, not just, uh, my company as as a company and as a show, but the vendors and the artists, and that's really what I'm hoping. So why Brooklyn? Why not Queens or Manhattan or the Bronx or Staten Island? What what was so special about Brooklyn? No one wants to go to Staten Island. <laughs> there you go. No, <laughs> Staten Island's a good place. I won't go. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No one wants to have to spend twenty dollars no, on a bridge. A... Yeah. <laughs> no, but um. I'm a Brooklyn guy. I, I live in Brooklyn. I've been living in Brooklyn for the last 25 years. So it just it just seemed like the the right place. It's home to me, and it just it seemed like there's already a New York Comic Con. Um, why can't there be a, a separate show in Brooklyn for the uh, smaller for the for the guests for the people who have a hard time getting into New York Comic Con? We have a big little show for them. So who, what kind of guests you got there? Who you got going on? What's what's the draw? So, I mean, we have uh, some Power Ranger guests uh, from Power Rangers in space. We 
we have uh, Mark started drooling. Second, <laughs> we have the second red uh, second actor to play the uh, Red Ranger in Steve Cardellis. Um, we also have uh, Sean Spears from AEW, professional wrestler. Uh, on top of that, we also have Ty Mac from uh, The Last Dragon. Oh, good old time um, I'm trying to think who else we have. We have, but we have an abundance of the cast of the, the uh, Pokemon. So we're really trying to appeal to everybody. We're not just a comic convention. We're an anime convention. We're, like I just said, a comic convention. We're a pop culture convention. We're a movie convention. We're really everything, you know? So I always have to ask the most important questions. Is there free parking? Is there good parking? Uh, what kind of food you guys are going to have there? That's the important stuff we want to know. And how much are tickets? <laughs> so in terms of parking, uh, the uh, building doesn't have a parking lot, unfortunately, for as big as the space is, 60,000 square feet. Oh, uh, Mark, stop um, drooling. So yeah. So it's, uh, that's, that's the drawback of the, uh, of the building. But um, Is it near public transportation? And, and that's free parking. That's free parking. Is it near like subways, public transportation, Atlantic Avenue? Yeah, it's a block away from the G train. It's two, it's four blocks away from the R train. It's uh, pretty close to any highway or uh, uh, main road. Um, in terms of ticket prices, tickets are just twenty dollars. We're trying to keep that's, it cheap. That's we really want good. Everybody to kind of bring their families. We want this to be a family event. And what? A, like I said, we're not here trying to squeeze anybody. We're really trying to just make this so if, if you have a family and you, and you, or just yourself, but if you have a family and you want to take them out on the weekend just to get their minds off of the world we live in, uh, I don't think a $20 uh, per ticket uh, price is, is too bad to, to get a whole family in. And not is there good. any kind of food that's going to be there? Do you have like vendors or is that something different? Yeah, so we, uh, we have, uh, we're working with Tilt. They, they're actually a uh, bar restaurant. That's not too far from the uh, Brooklyn Expo Center. They're going to be handling all of our food. They'll have pizza. They'll have burgers, hot dogs. Um, they're actually going to be serving breakfast, uh, hot, hot chocolate. It's, going to be, it's, it's January. It's one of the coldest times of the year. So um, they're handling all of our food. Uh, we're actually going to have uh, a chef, which they're providing, who uh, Chef uh, Barrett, who was actually on uh, Hell's Kitchen. So he's going to be actually cooking the food. So you know the food's going to be good. Wow. Well, it's got to be good because <laughs> Gordon Ramsay yelled at him for so long, right? Yeah. yeah. I actually met him. Hey, when you're yelled at by Gordon Ramsay, you better get everything yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. This is dog food. <laughs> yeah. I actually, <laughs> I actually met him at the uh, the Chocolate Expo. Really nice guy. And uh, I'm, I'm glad yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. So what's the website where people can go buy tickets from? And is it, um, is it less at the door? Is it more at the door? So yeah, you can buy tickets online. You can buy them at the door. You can get a coupon. We're actually working with Fever, uh, the Fever app. I mean, NY, uh, uh, Secret NYC we're working with. Um, we're working with a bunch of people to kind of get the word out there. Um, but the website is uh, palcomiccon.com. So how? So this is your second year, and I've already heard about how you went from the first year in a smaller venue, and now you really exploded to this bigger venue. Are you hoping to stay at the Brooklyn Expo Center for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line? <laughs> um, well, like I said, our first show was a really small show, but we, we threw a big crowd. You know, it's kind of humble beginnings. And um, taking over the Brooklyn Expo Center is just one of the most amazing, uh, I think, things me and my partners – have done it's one of the hardest things i think we've done just in terms of all the overall uh things that go into it you know whether you're getting a certain time of type of license or stuff we didn't know so we're learning along the way but um we're hoping to stay at the brooklyn expo center i mean in, in all dreams i mean i think anybody who runs a convention would tell you that we would hope at some point to get somewhere in the traffic would be which would be phenomenal but um we're hoping to stay at the brooklyn expo center for at least another three years so uh, one of the things, as I've mentioned, we have many convention organizers on our show, and there's an abundance more conventions out there. How do you find that little niche to, to separate yourself from everybody else and yet still fit in there to not go against everybody else? Well, I think, unfortunately, that's, that's just the, the way of business. I mean, there are a few shows that are running against ours, but unfortunately, unfortunately for us, they're piggybacking. They're not bigger than us. We're the biggest show in January. We are the January con. That's what we're dubbing ourselves because it's true. We've taken over the biggest space. 
We, we're going to have the most attendees. We have the, the best celebrities, the best food, the best uh, panels, the best uh, gaming. We're going to have a, almost 20 arcades at the space itself. Mm. We're going to have close to 40 video game systems. Um, so, I mean, overall, I, you know, it's just business. People are always going to run against you. Um, and everybody, I think there's a place for everybody, and there's a place for every fan. If you, you know, if you don't like the bigger shows, which we're not a big show, but we're a big little show, and you want to go to a smaller show, there's, there's that for you too um, on that same weekend. But uh, I think, you know, if you're looking for that experience where you're going to get everything for the best price, I think PAL is definitely your, your ticket for the weekend. Yeah, and don't forget, Sal, you got the best radio shows covering your uh... – you're gone. <laughs> That's right, Charlie. Very nice. Very nice. Well done. Good. <laughs> Thank good, you. Good plug. Do you have um? Well, will kids like uh, five and under be free? Will kids two and under be free? Or is there any? Do you have to pay if you're in a stroller? What's what's the deal with that? Everybody pays. <laughs> well, well, if you're if you're a baby under five, I want your money. No, <laughs> um, take that no, money. No, um, That's so, right. So, take that candy <laughs> from that baby. That, that little that little kid is gonna work. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's going to serve food. He's going to do something at that store. He's got to pay. Yeah. Um, Back up hand. No, I'm just joking. But um, uh, uh, children under 12 are allowed in free per oh. paid adult. So I like how you look. you have a uh, child. Yeah, I'm like, hey, it's You don't have a child under 12. But no, I'm like, it's impressive that how, how these things work. I'm like, hey, it's, it's, it's an incentive. If I had one of those, I would, I would bring him in. <laughs> if you had one of those? <laughs> One of those. I Go down the right. store, yeah. pick up a child under twelve. Thank God. I have one of those, and I have uh, I have two of the grandchildren of those. You just um, find hey, some random kids in the street. Come on, kids. yeah, Sal. Hey, kids, want to go to a con? Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, there was a rumor, or I read somewhere that you're going to have uh, Wild Bills down there. Yeah, so Wild Bills is actually one of our sponsors. Hey. Um, Wild so Bills provide everywhere. I love that. Uh, yeah, they, they, they really are. They, they've grown their brand in such a uh, dramatic fashion. It just, it's just really mind-boggling. They're doing a phenomenal job. Um, we're actually going to have Level Up uh, Outfitters there. They're actually one of our main sponsors. Um, and there's a couple of more. There's a couple more things that we haven't announced. Very big things. Well, um, one, one that has to do with a movie coming out that we, uh, we haven't announced yet, but we're going to. Ooh, you better. You nice. only got a couple of days left. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what makes it so enticing. All right, so with uh, two minutes left, uh, do you have any uh, cosplay con competitions going on? What other programming do you have? Yeah, so we're going to have uh, two cosplay contests each day. Each will uh, have cash and physical prizes, uh, upwards of $1,000 in total. Wow. Um, on top of that, there's also video game tournaments that are also cash prizes. We're trying to make this uh, a great event for everybody. That you can come in, you can just have some fun. You can probably win some money. Uh, win some prizes. We're giving away a uh, sideshow Thor statue that's Ooh, it's worth close nice. to eight hundred dollars. I mean, it, we're, we're giving away some nice. really great stuff. Um, so Nintendo systems, uh, Xbox Three Sixty. With a minute left, do you have any final thoughts you want to share with everybody beforehand? Um, I, I just want to say thank you guys for allowing me on and kind of spewing my guts here. And <laughs> um, but I want to say thank you. You and very humbled for letting me uh, come on the show and uh, pitch PalCon to all your great fans. Yes, and we're going to make sure that when you have the chance to come down to the studio so we can talk to you and pick your brain at depth. And Sal, for people listening, uh, <laughs> listening, well, is this going to be after the show? No, this is going to air the week before. All That's right, why beautiful. We had on. Yeah. Sal, do me a favor. Just um, tell people how they could get there or how they could get tickets and stuff like that, all your, uh, all your um, social media social stuff. stuff. Yes. Thank you. Yes, sir. So you can find us on all the social media platforms at Palcom. Uh, you can go to our website at palcomiccon.com. It's $20. Um, you can uh, get there by uh, subway, car, or any other bus transportation. Uh, the G train, if you're coming by uh, uh, train, is the closest. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, I, I don't exactly know the, uh, the route by car, but it's not that far. And uh, there's buses in the area as well. All right, Dominic, you had a final thought for us, uh, Sal? Good luck. And we will definitely thank see you, you there. Appreciate. Yes, thank you very much for calling in. Really appreciate you. Oh, Charlie, you have a yeah. Want, yeah, I ahead. have a final thought for <laughs> Sal. Hey, Sal, I'm looking forward to meeting you, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to covering the uh, con. And I I got a feeling it's going to be a real success. So lots of luck with that. 
Thank you so much, and happy New Year, guys. Oh, yeah, you too. Thank Have you. a good one. All right, so that was uh, there you go. All right, that was uh-huh. Salvatore Lamedico from the PowerCon. That's really cool. I, I yeah. every time they always say these things, I'm always like, wow, that sounds kind of cool. Because there are certain conventions which we're gonna mean that are like, oh, no, oh, everybody, oh, everybody gotta pay, everybody gotta pay, everybody gotta, you know, you're two years old, you gotta, yeah, pay. You gotta pay. The food is no good. Right. There's no parking. There's nope. no transportation. Nothing. So we've I've dealt with all that. So and those anytime. are huge conventions. I, and, <laughs> and you can tell you you dealt with all that because that's your major question. Yeah. Because is there food and parking. Because yes. yeah, I mean, there's and and to be fair, I have been to that. Uh, Brooklyn Expo Center um, when we did the the Waku Waku event a couple of years ago I covered the it what? it was the Waku Waku, Waku. no wa- the guy, not Waka Waka the guy Waku. studied Waku it was uh, for Japanese for being for friendship it was a very friendship uh, oriented uh, Japan and um, America convention and I went there there's pictures on the on the Facebook page and I actually parked right next to the building it was free because it was a Friday I was like hey it was great so there you go. I, I I was familiar with the with the the, the land I see Mark happy twice when he gets to park near the convention and when, uh, and good when food. he gets to eat at the bar. He park. was listing off all those that's things true. of these food. I'm like, ooh, this sounds good. Uh, that's, yeah, that, that's basically so, it. Yeah. And, and me, me, it's Wild Bill's because you know how many <laughs> mugs I got. Yeah, he, he has wild a little Bills is collection of, of Wild Bill's. It is, it is like everywhere now. Yeah, but the last two conventions I went to, it was not there. <gasps> oh, I, yeah, no. cause Which I ones were those? Um, The... The uh, peace and love, peace and love. Oh, Hilton. you didn't change that. I thought I did. <laughs> the comic book uh, thing at the Hilton. Um, I thought it was uh, going to be outdoors. What the um, the outdoor one? There was no outdoor. No, no. Oh, remember, oh. Remember um, last the year before it was outdoors. Uh, was that it uh, the Long Island comic? Outdoor? The Long Island comic. And uh, then the um, was it the Cradle Con or the other con? Where the Cradle they, had it inside. No. N- I don't think so. It, was, uh, the, the, it They matter. all kind of merged together. It doesn't together matter. There was two cons I went to, yeah. and they weren't there. But I'm gonna. I'm looking really <laughs> looking forward <laughs> to uh, covering this. So now we get to go to the news. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, it's about uh, time. I haven't. We got plenty news, of news because so. a lot of people hit, uh, hit overview since five minutes ago. Uh, then go over. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. I lost where the button's supposed to be. All right. So now, now for the news. Ah, now for the news. Yeah. I <laughs> um, love that. Uh, love it. If, if my niece Maria is watching, I have no excuse for. Him. All right, so let's. So we we're try. so we're carrying on with the with the start of the news, which is the middle of the news, which is the start of the news. So sad news. Inconceivable. Um, there you go. <laughs> legendary screenwriter, director, and actor Buck Henry died recently of a heart yep. attack. Buck was responsible in part for such films and TV shows as The Graduate. What's up, Doc? Heaven can wait. Catch twenty-two. To die for. Town and country, and get smart, just to name a few. Uh, of note, uh, Buck's on-screen presence was perhaps best remembered as a straight man in all the Saturday Night Live John Belushi Samurai skits. He was mm-hmm. the straight man, and that was the guy who created, uh, co-created, um, get smart. <laughs> and in two thousand and nine interview, when Buck was asked for the secret of being a writer, he said. You need a pen. <laughs> yeah. So, Ding. Right. Typewriter. So the best secret is, and it's not a secret, is just when you get stuck in a scene, write nonsense, but do something to keep your hand moving. Doing something on the page, that's all there is. There are no great insights. So just as Tom McFarlane said, and as Dominic Definition Man Spano yeah. has Don't said, just keep on just keep going. going. Just keep going. Keep on doing it. And he had, he had a great partner to do that with Mel, with Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So he was a spry 89. Wow. Good. Um, Any man wow. who could write springtime for Hitler. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, don't be well, cheap, but be a smarty. Come and join the Nazi party. What you believe? That was, that was one of his things. What his birds, yeah. his dirty, disgusting, <laughs> lice-ridden birds. What you believe? Um, we have more sad news. Springtime um, for Hitler and Germany. Deutschland is a friend <laughs> once more. Did I, we got to end the show with springtime for Hitler. You know, Absolutely. I got to mention, yeah. um, since we're, you know. Uh, oh, the, the, defend the, somebody. I, I got whoot, yeah. Um, I, not me. I didn't write it. It was me. Mel Brooks. <laughs> Mel yeah. Brooks. Um, Piss on a very, you. I'm a very, for Mel Brooks. In a very famous interview, Mel Brooks had talked about um, Blazing Saddles and how he screened it for the producers and whatever. And they were like, mm-hmm. you know, get rid of this, get rid of that, get rid of this. This isn't yeah. funny. Thing. And he kept everything. He was like, yeah, yeah. But yep. he, he kept everything. Right. Yep. Except for one Joke. 
Right. And he said that the one joke was that uh, when uh, Cleavon Little was with uh, Madeline Kahn, uh-huh. and um, uh, he was yes. like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. is it, it true what they scene, say? Yeah. It's true. It's true. And honey. then the cart, and then the part that was cut was, lady, honey, you're sucking honey, on my, my arm. Elbow. Yeah. Uh, that's, honey, I believe you're touching my leg. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah uh, anyway, so more sad news. More sad news. More sad news. If you never said this, baby. Mm. <laughs> um, actor Ed Burns. Best known for his role Ed as Kooky Burns on yeah. the hit TV show 77 Sunset Trip, which, which I watched ran. because I'm old enough. <laughs> I watched it when it was airing, which ran from 1958 to 1964, also died recently. As of this recording, no cause of death had been released. Kooky, uh, who was described as the show as a hip parking attendant at a Hollywood nightclub who helped out with the cases, right. was so popular on the show. That Ed, along with actress singer Connie Stevens, recorded the song "Kooky Kooky Lemme Your Comb," which huh. sold more than one million copies and rose to number four on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in May of 1959. Wow! Of note, Ed played Vince Fontaine, host of the National Bandstand TV show and the film Grease, yes. and did an amazing, oh, that guy. amazing that guy. That guy. flip that guy. and caught the microphone. <laughs> yeah. That was that was him. Yeah. Yeah. He also played a pedophile. Because yeah, if well, you remember, he's he's yeah. hitting on a on like a teenage girl in high school. Yeah, but they, did, they weren't yeah, really that young. They, <laughs> but the character is hitting on a high school. Suspension chick. of disbelief. You're, you do not get to talk uh, about suspension of disbelief okay. after last week's Star Wars conversation. Defi- you do not ever get to use that term. It's a, There's a line. It's a definite giveaway when he says, "Does your parents know I come into your bedroom every night on <laughs> yeah, yeah, night?" Exactly. <laughs> Um, so the one thing about Ed Burns, um, hey everybody, no Marty? Burns, is that on an episode of Married with Children, he okay. appeared. I, I used to love Married with my mom. So I we was know. watching the show with my mom, love Married with Children, and this guy shows no, up, ma'am. and she was like, oh my God, that's Ed Burns. I'm yeah. like, Ugh. but she was, he was there on the episode, the same episode that Anthrax was. So it was like a meeting of the two different well, <laughs> genres at the time. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, Anthrax, the band Anthrax, sang a cappella, Kooky Kooky, Let Me a Comb with Ed Burns. So oh, it was God. like a, an amazing funny. crossover yeah. to, to be seen. It's something you never thought it, you would ever want, but <laughs> it's a generational connection, which was Did kind I of tell awesome. You, I, met, it was, I didn't really meet, but I, I, I ran into Scott Ian at uh, New York Comic Con once. Really? I can see that. Yeah, it was back, way back in the good old days when, like, professional day was only professionals and it was a Thursday oh, yeah. and you could walk around freely and it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm walking by <laughs> and, like, here's this really short, bald dude with the longest, like, red beard. And you're like, wait, like, this, like, just goatee just going down here. And I'm like, walking and I just look and it pass and I go, that was Scott Ian. And he turns around and he's like, oh. he yeah. kept walking. I'm like, okay, yeah. what was Scott Ian? He is so short. He's yeah, like Jim Lee short. Oh, wow. So, no, I'm saying Ed, Ed Burns was an icon at that time, the late 50s, because you had all these teenage stars coming up, Frankie Avalon, you had Ricky Nelson, and they all pretty much looked the same, Fabian. <laughs> yeah. They all looked the same, but Ed made his, yeah, he would just have the greatest hair, and one time he just took out that comb and started and combing it. that was it, it and, and the, the rest, rest is history. history. Yeah. yeah. So he was a, a spry 87. Yeah, he he was a nice guy. Mm. From what I hear from friends of ours that were at conventions like yeah. Barbara Luna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, she what a very nice person. Um, more sad, more a friend on. of mine, more, Andrew yes. Rodriguez, just said Anthrax on that show was like the greatest wow moment. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> weird, right? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, like who would you like? You would never expect them to show up and marry with children of all shows. Yeah, Especially yeah. at that time, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a thing. No. And now, you know, if 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 Marrow Children was made now, it would be such a thing to be on nope. the show. Yeah, yeah. And probably wouldn't even be made. Wouldn't be made now. <laughs> but no. No. They censors would, had problems uh, with it already. It like now? It, yeah, yeah, it would offend yeah. everybody. Come on. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, so even more sad news. More sad news. Oh, yeah. The hits keep on coming this week. <laughs> Actor Stan Kirsch. Also yeah. died recently from hanging himself in a suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan was perhaps most famous for his role as Richie in a Highlander series, which ran from 1992 till 1998. In Love addition to the aforementioned role, Stan appeared in such films and shows as Shark in a Bottle, Shallow Ground, Deep, and Deep Rescue, just to name a few. On a small screen, uh, Stan appeared in such shows as Friends, Jag, Love Boat, The Next Wave, and Family Law, just to name a few. Of note... In 2008, Stan founded his own acting studio called the Stan Kurtz Studios, and the family asked that in lieu of flowers, donations be made to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Hmm. He 
was a young 51. Yeah, he was. Wow. Yeah. Very young. Such Very a, a major problem. Yeah. And, oh, God. Yeah, we should, said he, we he should hung himself actually, in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Oof. yeah. and finally, for more of the final bit of sad news. So we can, oh, we can, we just can a start. plethora of yeah. sunshine. This was a, this was a bad week. I'm just. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad, bad week. Like the Highlander Facebook page, like put out a whole like nice memorial. Yeah, blog, yeah. It's you know because he really made, helped make that show. Yes, and then when he became yeah. immortal, like oh, and then he was an immortal, yeah. and it was like. But they said it was interesting because unlike all the other characters that played immortals, that you could get these cool like flashbacks. He was a young immortal, so there were no flashbacks. Right. So he had to develop yeah. like. You got to yeah. actually watch him develop into a seasoned person, mm. yeah. whereas everyone else already came like fully fledged. Like this, you got to see his development throughout the show. Well, it was one of my favorite. favorite I love that. Yeah, I love uh, Highlander. In fact, I I actually almost bought a Highlander, and it was going to have painted under it. There can be only one. <laughs> yeah, right under the word Highlander. Highlander's why I love to I love to wear trench coats when I was in like high school yeah. and stuff because I want. But you know what? Some of the physics of that show don't work out. Like, there's no way you're hiding a, a katana. No. Under yeah. that, and, Did you yeah. try? No. Yeah. I didn't try to hide the katana not, out publicly. And okay. not cut yeah. yourself And not cut it. yourself. But, like, in my room, I'd be like, could this actually, like, you know how you always want to see, like, would this work? Like, no, you're not hiding a katana. Like in one in one where she coat. hit the sword and the dress and, and right. showed how it could technically be done. Not yeah. only no, it, not without slicing your entire back it, open. It did. <laughs> figure out a way to hide it. How gracefully would you be able to take that <laughs> yeah, out? That's the other thing, yeah. too. <laughs> and they do it in Highlander with such grace. Like, I would uh, be slicing fingers off. And, that's yeah. the magic of, like, cuts. Like, you know, yeah. this scene, he's not carrying katana. <laughs> Next scene, boom, katana. Like, yeah. you know, or, bang. Or, like, the um, the Batman's bat shield. Oh, the bat shield. He, yeah. he was oh, supposed like to carry with his, him all the time. Behind his back. He would, all the time. That was the most hysterical <laughs> thing. <laughs> It was going to go, we'll use the bat shield. Really? Yeah, you're carrying it. Uh, Why'd you pull that? Don't yeah. ask. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Why can't you just be like Captain America? Just have the shield right there. There you was this. You have a shield. Why? When it fits so conveniently well, behind yeah. his yeah. cape. There was a show on Fox called uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose with Corn Nemec. Uh-huh. And one of the characters used to have a trench coat. And he had anything he needed in there. But what the joke was that it was it was always out of um, the, the Velcro. So whenever he pulled it out, he would crush. So he always had whatever whatever plot device he needed, just crush, and he came out. And that was part of the joke. But that okay. reminds me of these uh, types of things. That's but but um, sad news, more sad news. It, how dare we lighten the mood. <laughs> Film and television producer Tony Garnett also <clears throat> died after a short illness recently. Tony produced such films as Handgun, Follow That Bird, Beautiful Thing, and Earth Girls Are Easy, just to name a few. Hmm. Uh, he was I haven't a, really been with any other girls, but, you know, uh, a little bit. Yeah. He was a spry. <laughs> they sometimes play hard to get. 83. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought that it was interesting that, you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with all these movies, and, you know, the producer is the one that doesn't get the the no, the, the no, no writer-y. Notoriety, notoriety, notoriety. Yeah, notoriety. notoriety. Yeah. And the fact that he, he, yeah, blah, 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 blah. but but yeah, blah, so blah, blah, blah. that's uh, that's eighty uh, eighty-three. So let's let's wow. move on to some happy stuff. Earth Girls are easy. That's the one where it's like Gina Jim, Davis, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jeff Goldblum's in it. Jeff too, Goldblum and uh, Damon Wayans. And they all show up and they're like in fur, and then they get like basically yeah. they go to a groomer and suddenly no. Well, it's uh, Julie yeah. Brown. She's she, she also takes played Julie Brown. Salon. Right, yeah. and, she, and somehow they just become looking like like humans. Yeah, yeah. and this and, and and you probably don't have a problem with that. Well, because <laughs> you're like, well, yeah, it's comedy disbelief. Comedies you get a more pass than you do with regular movies. It's it's the line. No. the no. line. The line moves depending on how seriously the show takes itself. The, um, going you, yes, you have. We're talking about Earth Girls. Yes, mm-hmm. you have two people from. Living color uh, together, I know. Yeah, you forget yeah. it. It's and then Julie Brown does her because right. I'm blonde, a blonde. blonde song. Yeah, it's D L O N. I don't know the rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I forgot. Like I always have wanted to see that movie, and it was on my list, and I didn't see it until about four or five years ago. So it's something I always wanted to see, and I was like, wow, I'm, yeah. I enjoyed it, and I forgot how hot Gina Davis was back in the day. She was oh, hot. Was like, she wow. was hot. Um, so let's move on to some other happy news. Wait, which Julie Brown? Was this like the... Not downtown Julie Brown. Not down, no, it's... The other the, Julie Brown. Yeah, yeah the, the white one. Hair. The white one. The white one, <laughs> right. The other one that was on MTV. Yeah. This yes. one. Yeah. Just say that Julie. One. Just say Julie. That's why yeah. they had to call the other one downtown Julie Brown. Yeah, because they can't right. call her black <laughs> Julie Brown. Yeah. yeah. Black, <laughs> black British Julie Brown. No, it doesn't work. I don't think they would... 
No. Oh, that would have been good for 8,000 letters. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that? 8 million. I'm not Julie Brown. No, I'm the black one. Oh. That, that's a, that's yeah, a, that, yeah. yeah, no. Right. On downtown uh, Julie there's, Brown. There's some, there's some videos somewhere of uh, Bon Jovi going like, oh, yeah, yeah. Da- no, not downtown. Oh, oh, the one with the boobs. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. That, that oh, oh, that one. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. How you doing? So, so how's it going? Yeah. Well, he's Bon Jovi. You could say that. He's bon, bon Jovi can do whatever he wants yeah, at this yeah, point. Really Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, so from the it's who's a big, not who's bigger in Jersey, Bon Jovi or Bruce Springsteen? Debated. Um, it has to be Bruce. I think it's Bruce, right? Yeah, it's Bruce. I'm gonna probably say Bruce too. It's definitely not. Um, but remember, Sinatra's from Hoboken. I think. Well, I was just gonna say, but none of them have a plaque that people have to stand by and genuflect. Yeah, to, like, that's well, Also, sure. yeah, I and think also, it's uh, Lloyd um, Bruce gets the <laughs> the. Uh, did they take that song away from being the state song? What? Born to Run. Uh, probably. I not. think they they did it right away, and then they realized they listened to the lyrics. Right. And it was like, oh, ooh. Wow. yeah. Right, right. Um, so let's get uh, some happy news. Uh, from the It's Not a Real Movie Department, uh, for the second year in a row, AMC and Regal Movie Theaters, the top two movie theater chains in the U.S., has put its foot down and refused to show any Netflix film that is up for an Oscar. For those of you who don't know, at the beginning of every year, the big theater chains bring movies that were nominated for Academy Awards back to the big screen as part of an Oscar showcase. This year, The Irishman, received 10 nominations, which makes this a bigger deal than usual. Right. So the two biggest theaters, like, nope, it's not a real movie because it's not in theaters. It's only on Netflix. But it went out in theaters before it came to Netflix. This is uh, this. That's is what, what Netflix has been doing. They've been putting it out before for, it comes to Netflix. For, yeah. for a limited run. Right. But the theaters don't like that because the theaters want to make their money when the movie comes out for the first two or three weeks before it goes on streaming. Right. So if you know it's going to be streaming in a week or two. I was all confused Fair. with that because I I heard it out in the theaters. And then like the next day, somebody said to me, hey, I saw that uh, on, on Netflix. Netflix. I was yeah. Gonna, so I right. just saw it in the theaters. So they're trying, yeah. they're, they're trying to draw a line in the sandwich. I think is interesting of how this is going yeah, to work out. Because Spielberg was a, is right. against this. He's, he's against Netflix having movies in the Academy Awards. He's, he's been a vocal uh, opponent saying that it has to be in the theaters. Yeah. To be a he movie. can take it up with Marty Scorsese, which is uh, which yeah. is interesting because when we do our best, worst, and last, the rule is it has to be in the theaters to to right. count as as we saw it. So it's just one of those things that at what point do we get that is a movie, which is in the theaters or not in theaters? Because Either if you way, remember when movie. it was when it was a TV movie, yeah. But you look at the uh, the uh, the award shows because we did a whole the show crap. about award shows. But there was the the Ace Awards. And then there was the cable, no, was the, the the TV awards, the was it the Emmys? Yeah. And then they had the cable awards. The cable Ace Awards. Yeah, thing? because yeah. they're on cable, so it's not really on TV, so it has to meet certain criteria. Right. So, you know, there's movies, and then there's TV movies, but we're in a situation where you're paying, well, not you, the the companies are paying as much or more. Mm-hmm. For movies that don't ever show in theaters, which the higher quality, higher budget, or you know the independent films because of the equipment that's available now, you get the same quality right. that you could for a big budget film not being in theaters. So should they be excluded only because they're not allowed to be in the theaters, which is a whole other uh, thing? Considering that like the Academy has stuff that's nominated that didn't make it to any theater ever, <laughs> right? Best foreign animated right. short that yes. no one saw. Yes. Let it go. <laughs> All right. But that's Just let why, it go. Like I said. Bring it back into the theater. Maybe you'll get some people to come back in. I think that's Like, I watched The Irishman. I would love to go see it on the big screen, too. It's, it, yeah. it is an ex- it's st- I believe it's still an experience to see things in the theater. It is. Oh, oh wait, absolutely. wait, wait, Dom, you'll get your chance because I'm sure that's going to be another little uh, marketing device. They'll, yeah. they'll bring it back to you the think, movies. You think it will come I think back. it'll go back to the movies because, like Dominic said, there's people who've seen it and say, oh, my God, I want to see this on the— I'd see it on the big yeah. screen. The only thing is, like, if it goes to the big screen, then the, the, the great thing about The Irishman on Netflix— you need to use the bathroom. <laughs> you pause it. You walk away. You come back. Well, you don't miss anything. Yeah. Well, I was going to say with you three also, and a half hour long. You movie. also have to call Grubhub and get some Unless, stuff you know, delivered. You, you right. work in Unmeals a theater and you can pause it yourself. Well, uh, <laughs> rub it in, why don't you? Rub Moving it in. on. 
from the. Do we really want to move on? Oh yes. Speaking of, I had another. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What do you got? I says you were talking about the economy. Yes. That's why the global, the the global, the global awards, the George Gomer awards. The Golden Globe. Oh, the Golden Globes. Yeah. Which by no the one way, cares. No one cares about who won. Everyone cared about like how great Ricky Gervais. Oh my God, was, was that? <laughs> yeah. That was so great. I love that. It. That was the absolute best. You best have no ever. right to tell anyone anything. You Most have, of you haven't even completed high school. You have less education than Greta Thunberg. So come yeah. up here, get your award, and buzz off. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, that was the nice still version. showing. Awesome. Uh, so come up here. Well, for thank the your record, God, thank your agent, and, and get uh, the F off. Yeah. So, so moving on. For the record, though, speaking of yes, real quick. Irishman is still being shown in New York City at the IFC Center. Well, there you go. So there you, you go. go. But probably not for too long, no. just so you know. But not like the two major chains in the entire United No, not States, like so. AMC or Regal. No, no, no. The coolest um, thing about the Irishman is how like reserved Pesci is. In that you don't movie. expect that, you know? No, because like you see his other movies with Scorsese, and he's like, hey, I'm and this tired. one he's just like, we did everything we could for the I'm tired. I'm we, we tried everything. I'm we could tired. Try. We, I'm we, tired. We, we did everything. So moving on <laughs> to some more news. Uh, from it the, is what it is. From the holy how about that <laughs> and there's Batman. there's nothing we could do about it. Yeah. From the holy how about that Batman department. <laughs> none other than Burt Ward, who most famously played Robin the Boy Wonder in the <laughs> original Batman TV series, just had been officially honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, God. Uh, Burt says, is it he, he thought he was going to die. He, sh- he uh, should be. He's my uh, guy because yeah. when I interviewed him, he was the yeah. nicest, nicest man. Besides, he's a big, big animal advocate. Yes, he has a, yes. a whole uh, bunch of dogs that he just... You know, rescues and once you find out though that they have to pay for their own star, is it well, really an honor? Well, it's it's. I think there's like a committee that, that puts the well, money in, but it's still after it's still, what? I mean, it's it's just like any I'm other awards like we've talked about. It's you know, it yeah. all depends on your perception. After and, what you know, um, Adam West went through for his star, that then I'm sure Bird is very happy to. Well, uh, he says it's only been 50 years, and I've been a patient person. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going on to say that I I realized that we really had a great responsibility when we played those roles to try to be positive influences on people, and I never stopped doing that, whether it's saving Gotham City or saving dogs. Um, they put his star right next to Adam West, which is a that's a, good. A yeah, little that's good. That's perfect. But you know, it's 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 one of those things. Like it's cool, and yes, they have to pay for it. So is it as cool? Eh, but we've talked well, about you know it's it's let it's, me tell it's you the, something, it's kiddo. the perception of the peers. You gotta. You have to pay for your Emmys. If you get on a show that wins an Emmy, just the talent gets their Emmys. The rest of the show gets an Emmy if they want to buy it. It's like when you gotta. You gotta oh, pay. Great. It's like you gotta yeah. pay your dues in high school to you get your diploma. Like yeah. you know. Eh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Moving on. But yes, I gotta tell you one thing that was yes. great about Bert that he said that I thought was was just like amazing. Bert has is only known for Robin. Right? Pretty much. Pretty much. So when I asked that him- That and for pissing off Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As Robin. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember, well, I remember yeah. when he got yeah. booed on uh, Conan Bryan. That was hilarious. Hmm. Well, would, any, why anyway, would anyone boo well, I'll Bert tell that story Ward. as soon as Charlie yeah. is done with- Anyway, uh, I asked him, I asked him, um, how does he feel, you know, to be known as the boy right. wonder all these years? And, and how does, you know, how- how does he feel to be so iconic? And he just, he, we, he had a glass in front of him. He says, a lot of actors have a lot of things in this glass to fill it up. Mine was filled right away, he says, and he can't get any better than that. So he's, mm. he's living a good, good, for good him. life. Yeah, so good for him. So um, he was a guest on Conan O'Brien's show at the time when he was uh, promoting his book. Mm-hmm. Which was to tell all about all the sexcapades that he had with Adam West, and you know, you know, they were like well, it's a different time back then. So you know, the, the stories was, are true, but you know, they they like it was tarnishing Adam West because you know he was uh, oh he was having he was having relationships with old ladies. <laughs> like, well, Adam, yeah, would, Adam would but be at the, the time, first one to this, tell you, <laughs> but this is at the uh, time yeah. that it was yeah. you know it was a little negative backlash at the time. Now nobody cares, but back then. So when he was like, yeah, you know, this happened, and they're like, boo, boo, Burt Ward. And Colin's like, well, you just booed Burt Ward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like he was pulling a Weinstein or something. No, no, so. but it was just one of those things where, yeah. like, like when when um, he wasn't like Bill Cosby. When, why don't you have when Carrie, a special drink? Yeah. When Carrie Fisher came out and said that she slept with Harrison Ford, like yeah. back then it would have been, oh my god. But now, 
eh, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. But it was just the timing of it, and he wrote a tell-all book. It was just one of those weird things, and I was watching, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, she, was, food. Well, she had her it sights on food, Harrison. She was like, I was going to have an affair with him. Yeah. It's just, wow. Um, so moving on. Uh, from the Wait, when did she did, was it on the first movie, the second movie, the third movie? I didn't read the uh, the book. All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> I know. Listen, if I'm I don't on, know, I don't know. If I'm on set and she's in that gold bikini, oh my god! Yeah, baby. way back yeah. then. You know, which and has, she, <laughs> which has been the iconic cosplay. Oh, oh my god! You don't see it much anymore. No, no. There's, there's a but like, look, that. if Carrie Fisher in the gold bikini is like, I want to have an affair with you. Who am I to say no? Oh my God! How, yeah. how, how, you, I would not want to insult her honor. It, it'll do be, you remember? It'll go like this, something like this. Oh, all right. Do you remember yeah. when they had the um, uh, the debate, and she was like, she would get back into the gold bikini when she was going up against William Shatner. There was a, there was a. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. well, there's <laughs> our there's Bill. a, a, a Good reference, old Bill. a reference to the gold bikini on Friends. Because that's yeah. the most fantasized. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer comes out, and right. that's one of um, Ross's uh, big Fantasy. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so finally, for the final bit of news, from the It's No Clue department, Mixlore, a tabletop game designer, has just announced that they Is are that making- Is that Judd's brother? Jude's. Jude's. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Why? They just oh. announced that they are making a board game of the 1980s horror film, The Shining. The Shining board game. Here's Red will Red have That Red could be Red interesting. Rum. That could be interesting. We'll have, yeah. Will it be good? <laughs> yeah. It will be have players yeah. explore the Overlook Hotel while trying to fend off the hotel's corrupting influence. One player will act as the traitor who has already succumbed to the terrible forces of the hotel and secretly works to keep the other players imprisoned there. Uh, the game is made for three to five players and with an estimated playtime of 45 to 60 minutes. And any minutes. spirits that want to join in. And will be released later this year wherever board games are sold. So this is like a legitimate big-time board game release. Like yeah. there, there was a board game that I played like that at a, at a game night I had with friends that was similar, this sort of like horror um, haunted house thing. Right. And like it's supposed to go on and on and on. So my friend, like he becomes the, we find out he, he's going to be the villain and he's like the rat king. And like we... We just being common sense New Yorkers, we're just like, well, we'll just kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> like we ended the game very quickly. We're just like, ah, just kill him. <laughs> Done. That's like, it's not... supposed to be going on and like spooky. And like, no, no, I'll stab you. Yeah, and like, all right, next roll. Well, I'm going to stab you too. It was like, it just, it's <laughs> over. Like, it's like typical New Yorkers. Like, they, they yeah. really don't, they never really don't take time to play Trivia Pursuit. <laughs> no. They just get the boxes and they start asking yeah. each other questions. Uh, exactly. In fact, it's, when that came out, there was a wine and cheese place that just put the boxes on the table while you were waiting. With the questions. You, yeah. You just, no yeah, pieces. Yeah. 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 Um, of note, in 1998. Now, what's funny, though, is the friend who was the Rat King just messaged and said, sounds amazing. <laughs> Love a cooperative board game with a defector. Like, well, that was you, dude. It's like, really? And do you remember um, we just killed you easily in that game? Yeah. <laughs> Of note, in 1998, <laughs> um, board game designer Matthew, oh boy, Nadelhaft, um released- Hasselhoff? N-A-D-E-L-H-A-F-T, Nadelhaft. Uh, he released a web-published board game also based on Paul, The Shining. pronounce my name. <laughs> my friend goes, I use, I use none yeah. of my rat yeah, no. powers. In my defense, I had a bit to drink. The, <laughs> the version You got it right, Mark. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. the, oh. the version of that game, of The Shining game, which was made in 1998, uh, was a two-player game in which one player controlled the Overlook Hotel and the other controlled the entire Torrent family. Torrent's family. Um, it is still available to download on free. And that game was made with the assistance of Stephen King. So he made a web-based board game for his what? movie in 1998, which you can still download and play for free right this very second. Sure. That's very interesting. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know so, what would be a great thing on that shining board? What would be a great thing? If you had a little cart with the kid in and you rolled it back, and it took off on the board and went red, 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 And then you had a guy with a hatchet going through a door, yeah. and he Here's goes, Here's Johnny. So yeah. we have awesome. less than five minutes. So we can. You know, he hated the version of that movie. Yeah. He, he hated really it. Didn't. Yeah, he really he, didn't. Like we, he we wanted actually, John Voight to play him. We actually the, made a. The, and the end of that movie yeah. with just him frozen was so oh. freaking scary. Yeah. 
uh, the camera just kind of, I was like, all right, put the lights on now. We actually and the um, heat. we actually talked about this on, a, on, a, on another show about the movie Doctor Sleep because Doctor Sleep right. is is based on a sequel to the movie The Shining. Yes, but it's yeah. also Not based the on the book because they had Stephen King's blessing, so they took the book, which wasn't a sequel to the movie, and turned it into a sequel to the movie. That Stephen King didn't want to. It was very weird how I that think it's the multiple levels of how he decided to incorporate it, something that he mm. hated, but the fact that the right. movie was so, and he wrote the book as not connected to the movie at yeah, all, yeah, yeah. and yet the movie, right. with his blessing, added some stuff and he made it a, a sequel. Well, isn't That's Danny good. Torrance the character in Doctor Sleep, though? Well, he's, like, he's, the, the, he's, book, he's I mean. the kid, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. But it's just a weird thing that that... I mean, yeah, and like yes. he realizes it's a cult hit, so he's like, "All right, well, I'm yeah. getting my money from somewhere, so might as well, you know, like yeah. it a little burnt." Yeah, it's like whoosh, beating that dead horse. But anyway, <laughs> yes, like, right. Like, Make that yeah. money. Make yeah. that money. The search for more money. That's um, right. Yes, we wish. Anyway, uh, as I always say, in this case sure in point, yeah, that everything that was in Carnivals of Souls, right. You see down the line somewhere, not, you know, like right, you know, what it was, but you see little traces of that down the line. And the minute I saw The Shining, there was a scene in there. I went like, oh, Carnival of Souls. But <laughs> everybody takes something out of that little 50s or early 60s movie that right. was so not much to make, but it was brilliant. And let, until Carpenter redid it, and then he screwed remember. the whole thing up. So let's see. Uh, we got oh, sorry. three minutes left. Roughly. So uh, very quickly, I just want to mention the line that I was talking about earlier because now I have a, a, a second to, to talk about the line. The line. That's, that's drawn for the believability. Uh -huh. there's, there's, there's only so far you can go before you're like, you know what? You tap out, and that's it for the movie. You jump like, the shot. Uh -huh. so, yeah. so certain films have a higher bar than others, and even if my expectations are so low... If I'm going in and watching a movie, like, well, well, that doesn't make sense. Why is this? Why is that? And if I go and do what Charlie said, or have other people have said, you know, just turn off your brain and then, you know, whatever, then I'm just going to accept whatever they give me, and that's that's not good at all. You you can't do that because it's it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. It's not just anything. Like people are putting hours of their people putting their lives into into projects, and if they're saying, "Oh, we're we're a serious thing," and then you know if if uh, Batman walks down the street and then he just turns into a bat and flies away and, and into a ball of light, you're like, "What the hell is that?" Like it just there's a line. Like I can I can accept people with space wizards and light swords and you know flying around breathing in outer space. I can breathe all that stuff, but there's certain things that you just you just can't, and and it depends what movie I'm watching. That was my answer for that. Well, you got that is a certain line. You're absolutely right because a lot of the movies now are are like tied together. There's there's very few movies in the sci-fi world that aren't tied together, and because they're tied together. That other movie has to have the continuity of the other movie, which is what bothers you. But yeah. I'm just saying, when you go into a movie, if that movie entertains you, it did its job. Well, yeah, I mean, we've yeah. we've had shows about entertainment, and mm -hmm. and and at the end of the day, no matter what, if you like something, you like it. No you matter, like it. you know, if you like a a, a monkey uh, giving a bath to a squirrel. If you liked watching a monkey give it back, you liked it. So it shouldn't be what anybody else. The last is shot is already on DVD. You can stop talking about it now. <laughs> wow, just pulled that analogy out of, out of the. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying that you can like whatever you like. It's, it's just an opinion. Yeah. yeah. It's all. Yeah, just opinions. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, that's true. like, everything is always said with. I think, but it's it's kind of understood now, but we've well, gotten to a point where it's no that. longer understood. And oh, no. if somebody says something, all of a sudden it has to be fact. And you can disagree with somebody because it's a different opinion. It, it, each person, no matter how similar we are, are very different. You cannot have any, you can have shared experiences, but each person still experiences yeah, that's very something true, very differently. Here, like yeah. you know, we're very different because I like good movies and you don't. <laughs> right, you and like I like good movies. movies. <laughs> I like great movies, <laughs> I and you <laughs> like crap. So no. it's the same thing. But no, it's because I'll I'll watch classics, and you but watch see, Pootie Tang. But they're but they're classics 
to Booty you. Booty funny, though. The classics no, to you. The classic. There's no, yeah, no like the lexicon s- of American film. Of even, course. Of even course. still. And then there's person, Booty Tank. And then there's Booty Tank. Which is an awesome movie. But, <laughs> it, it is a good So movie. it's going to be a great discussion when we do the like, best and worst of uh, <laughs> like of AFI's top 100. But that's the other thing. AFI, like we've did. Booty Tank is not even in AFI's top 1,000. I'm just saying. That would be hilarious if it was, though. But the AFI, once again, it's all the awards and all the things we've talked about. So that was my point. Anyway, so that's it for the, for our show. Pootie um, Tang is not a classic, House it's, Harkonnen. It's an amazing, great movie. Do um, you know how long so it took him to work can, that belt? You can, yes. He's <laughs> the one woman of the franchise. So you can, um, uh, so that was the first weekend came from. I'm joined right here <laughs> on this radio show. <laughs> if you miss any part of the show, oh. go to our website, www.camefromradio.com. I want to do another shout-out to uh, Salvador for calling us in. Make sure you guys Woo. go check out Palcon Comic, uh, Comics.com. I believe that's what he said. And um, you can check us out on such places as Overcast Podcast, IR Radio, Google Play, iTunes Breaker, or Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, Castbox, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmos, Luminary, Blueberry, Mixcloud, Apple Podcast, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Castro, Pandora, Alexa, or you can even ask Siri. Or we're on Pandora now too. Yeah, we're on Pandora. Heck yeah! Wow, we're on wow. a lot of a lot of stuff. So, How come or, we're just not doing the show? It's serious. So you can well, nah, you got to pay them to do it. Yeah. Uh, or. I'm sorry. I am just like <laughs> enamored. What? Just ask, just, just Google, Google it came from the radio. Hey, yeah, we'll there see we you next week. Take it ace. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.